0: Hi, welcome to Interviews Podcast. I am passionate about business. I used to run businesses for others before launching my own. And I have always asked myself one key question. What is the secret recipe to properly structure and successfully run a business? So I am on a quest to find out through insightful conversations with entrepreneurs all around the world. Follow me on my journey to crack the entrepreneurship code. Interviews is sponsored by Bertoli Digital, a Wix website agency built for startups, individuals and SMEs. Bertoli Digital is also Finland's first certified Wix expert and Wix partner agency. 1% of all the agency's project revenue go to Global Footprint Network to help change how the world manages its natural resources and respond to climate change. If you want to know more, www.bertholidigital.com or contact at www.bertholidigital.com. This is Interviews. Today I am with Steve Brown, author, founder and CEO at ROI Online, based in Texas, USA. Hello Steve, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Hey, Lauren, I'm really honored to be here, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with you.
0: Excellent, me too. It's going to be very interesting. So before we go into more details, please tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: My business is eight years old. I've been in sales and business development most of my life. I've helped other companies grow their business. And in particular, the last company that I worked at before I started ROI online I was in charge of growing accounts for entrepreneurs who needed to get their online presence uh, squared away and I just was seeing how it was very important and I was seeing how they really needed help and somewhere along the way I determined that I would s- step out and start my own which was very scary <laughs> but if if I was if I felt it could be done better Then I was like, I needed to hold myself accountable and go walk the walk. And as Mm -hmm. everyone knows that started the business, that's very, uh, that's something that you don't take lightly and you worry about it. And what if you fail or what if you're wrong or there's a lot at risk there, but uh, thankfully I did. And it's been a, a good journey and I've learned a lot, learned so much that I felt I needed to write a book about it too. Yes,
0: and we will talk about, about that. You are the first person I talk, I talk to who wrote a book, so I really want to know more about it. Sure. T- tell us a little bit about your business.
1: Yeah. So business owners, they, they're struggling, especially now. You and I are talking while there's this quarantine where we have to um, shelter in place and stay home. And if you had a business, you would have never predicted that shaking someone's hands having a coffee in a coffee shop with them while you talk about business or showing them around your showroom who, who would have ever predicted that that wouldn't be possible for a while. And how do you conduct business now when, when you still have bills to pay, you still have employees, hmm. you're and people still need services and products. And so business leaders struggle with this transition into what I call modern marketing. It's we've, we get it clear that we need to get our showroom set up and a open sign and what are our hours of operation and where you should park. And, and we put a lot of thought and planning in the physical place that we conduct business with our customers, but we struggle with the virtual side of that. And so I help entrepreneurs get their act together online. I help them connect with their, their audience with clear messaging, We help them set up marketing automation and sales automation, and then we design a strategic campaign so that we can um, help our potential prospects and customers come along, investigate what we have, and feel comfortable and reach out to us so we can conduct business, even though I can't shake your hand, I can't uh, come sit and buy you lunch or whatever and look you in the eye, we can still do it. We just need to think about it differently.
0: Mm. So, what makes you get out of bed every day and go to work?
1: I believe that the true heroes of our economy are the small business people. Mm. They think about it. They are to run a business really well, you need to have you need to have your act together and HR and pricing and negotiation and invoicing and product and processes and selling and hiring and so on but you and I know that's an impossible expectation that all of these brave courageous small business owners decided I'm just going to do this anyway I know I'm good at this and I'm good at that but I'll just figure out the rest and these are the I believe the true heroes of our economy because they create jobs and opportunities for the people that work for them. They create solutions for the people that need it. And so I want to, I get up out of bed because I'm helping them pivot and get, get their act together online so that they can excel. They're going through a gauntlet and you and I know what a gauntlet is. That's, that's this very tough, course where you have a lot of opportunities to fail and you have to traverse over many obstacles and so I help our business owners our heroes develop a plan and a path to increase their odds of really excelling and, and doing well with business development online mm. Mm.
0: You, you mentioned uh, obstacles uh, you yeah. as an entrepreneur What sort of obstacles did you have to go through?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, you got to get past yourself. The main obstacle is that voice in your head that's telling you and making you doubt that you have what it takes to do Mm -hmm. it. That it's questioning whether it's going like, who do you think you are that you can actually do something like this? And that's the biggest obstacle that we have to get past is that inner voice that's really questioning you and being very hard on you. And the fact is that you do have what it takes and you can navigate it. You just need to, to sit down and put a a little bit of a plan and identify your course and start your March. Mm. And you're going to, you're going to get there. You're it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be, It's gonna be messy. Sometimes you're gonna cry. I know I did, but it's worth it. And that's what's fulfilling about doing something that really challenges you personally. This is the thing that, it's the most competitive activity that you could ever engage in. You think we kind of love to watch UFC fighters or we wanna watch people on, professional sports or soccer or football or whatever it is, and admire how they're so competitive. I'm telling you, most of them would struggle and have the same fears as you Mm -hmm. do when you run a small business. But we have what it takes. We are the invisible champions because (laughs) we're helping people solve problems and we're helping employees have a family, Mm -hmm. buy a car. Mm. And their kids to school.
0: Mm. That's interesting. How, how important the uh, people working for you are. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, and most of them they always say the same. They're like, I, you know, without my people, I could not be where I am today.
1: It's so true. You know, we're better together, and if a leader can communicate a clear vision he can unleash a lot of great energy and ideas and power with the people that want to follow and be a part of their, their organization or cause. And so that's when I say we help our entrepreneurs with clear messaging. That's one of the big levers that we can help them push. It's the hardest thing to do as a leader is to communicate your vision clearly to your employees, communicate the, Obvious value of the solution or product that you you bring to the world—that's your biggest challenge, and so that's why I always start with the four things that an entrepreneur needs to have: is clear messaging, take advantage of the technology of our day, which right now is demanding that we excel remotely, and mm-hmm. so taking advantage of whatever the technology is at this time—marketing automation, sales automation—and then be thinking. How do I run strategic campaigns that help people find the information about our particular solution or product?
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk more more about the, the first one, clear messaging.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you get there? Because that's the big question all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So part of my journey, I struggled with that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and first of all, you know, all right when I started ROI online, my thing was I was recognizing that most of the businesses that go to a web design firm or a marketing agency, they're in the dark and they're speaking two languages. If you came to me and you said, I would like some help with my marketing. Well, that could mean that you need help with branding or you need help with some sales materials or you need help with social media. So where you say tomato, and I hear tomato, but where what I think is a tomato is might be very different than what you're thinking. And so I started to realize that. And that's why the clear messaging thing I was really struggling with because building a presence in the virtual world is very conceptual, it's nebulous. And so mm-hmm. it's hard for you to see what I want to build or help you achieve. And so, one of the things that I stumbled across is it's this company called Story Brand. And there's a great book by Donald Miller called Building a Story Brand. And what the essence of the book is as humans, our brains are wired to communicate via a story framework. Before writing existed, we passed on communication via stories. That's how we passed on our you know, our cultures, whatever that may be. And so even though our world has changed, technology has changed the way we, the tools that we use to communicate has changed. Our brain has not changed. Mm -hmm. So if we can clearly identify what are the, the Donald Miller broke down into a very simple seven part framework. Let's just do an example right now. Okay. So you want to help other entrepreneurs excel. Yep. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so if traditional marketing and advertising approaches this challenge of helping you by thinking of you as this nameless, faceless consumer, the word is consumer. Mm -hmm. So basically you're just like a cow or whatever that's going to bring us money is the way that marketing looks at consumers, just cattle, or, or just this, this um, thing that is going to bring us money if we give it this. So they approach it anti-human. They approach it from a logical way. They approach it from we need to really talk about us, how great we are, how great our product is, and then our price. And that's just, everybody leads with that.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's, it's like that guy at the party that everyone can't stand. They just talk about themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't work with our human brains. So if we, look, if we approach it from a human way that this is a person with a name and hopes and dreams and fears, then we would address our messaging to make them feel understood and to make them feel safe and to help them see how the solution that we're offering can help them overcome their challenges. So in the case, let's just do it with you. Here's Lauren. He's the hero in our story. I'm not the hero, but all the marketing is designed that they're the hero. They're the Superman that's going to come in with, with 50% less economic impact, environmental saving Product, but that doesn't solve my problem. That's nice, Mm. but you lose me. Okay, Mm. that's boring. That's typical. That's cliche. But if I go, all right, I understand that what Lauren's wanting to do is communicate. First of all, we need to figure out where's his perfect audience. Who is it that he really just hits home runs with? What does that audience look like? Okay, then next we're going to go. All right, Lauren wants to help entrepreneurs but he's struggling with the obvious things how do i meet them how do i communicate them so that's called an external challenge it's obvious everybody can see it and it's usually what most messaging addresses okay the obvious things but there's the unobvious which is this internal struggle that lauren has Hmm. like i feel that i might fail these entrepreneurs, if I don't get my messaging clear and if I don't really clear up my value that I can bring to them, if I'm struggling with that, then I'm they may not click and that I lose an opportunity to help them only because I was confusing.
2: Mm-hmm. I wasn't
1: really communicating clearly what I could do for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the main piece that my messaging needs to comfort you, that there's a process that we have that can clearly resolve that internal struggle. And so for us to recognize you have an internal struggle means that we're not seeing you as a consumer with the obvious logical obstacles. I see you as a person that has there's some insecurities that exist that i'm going to uh, help you address that's a totally different conversation and it feels right to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have this brain and this brain we've been taught that the way to communicate is via text or speaking but there's body language there's all these other things going on one thing that really struck me i was listening to a I think it's called, um, the book is called The Buying Brain, yeah, and he talks about how the brain actually has these three pieces, but the main piece that I was, the epiphany for me was we have this old part of the brain, it's the brain stem. It doesn't process language. It doesn't process speech. It processes feelings and emotion. Mm -hmm. But no decisions made until that part of the brain approves so imagine this comptroller in your organization that doesn't speak that doesn't read but you have to get a sign off on all your purchase orders mm. that's what that brainstem is and that brain stem is designed to keep you safe i call it the bodyguard we're all familiar with the bodyguards, right? And mm-hmm. there's movies where we see the VIPs roll up in their limo, and these guys get out that are dressed nice, and they go in and they they assess the situation: is it safe? Where are the dangers? And can I allow my VIP to come in? Well, we all have that. We all have bodyguards. We go in a coffee shop. That bodyguard's already looked around mm-hmm. and. And made sure the situation's fine, knows where the exits are, but it didn't say anything. But it's in play. Well, that bodyguard's in play when it reads your messaging, when it listens to your video. That bodyguard is calling, Lauren. You can spend more time here because I'm discerning you're safe.
0: Mm, it's it's interesting what you what you said. There's a lot of things, uh, but I I have a. Have, uh a sales course that is uh, titled it's not about you i'm pretty sure you know why i'm saying that and in my sales course often i start by telling people that sales is about people to people you know in front of you there is a human being and that human being is full of emotions mm-hmm. so there is no point of talking about how great you are and how you know, fantastic your product is because, honestly, the person in front of you doesn't care. <laughs> what they care about is what you say. They care about, you know, how, how can you solve my problem? How can we connect at the emotional level?
1: I call that H to H. Mm-hmm. People always ask me, well, Steve, does this work, your philosophy or your, your process, does it work with B to C the same as it does B to B? And it's like, those don't exist anymore. It's H to H, human to human. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're talking about. And and it's, it's, I didn't make it up, but that's, we feel that's actually the way we should be conducting business. And so H to H, human to human. Yeah. And so that sales process, the story is in play there. And so... What is that person that you're selling to? What do they need? What is that bodyguard? What's that bodyguard doing? It's evaluating whether that your person that you're wanting to create a relationship with. It's evaluating whether to waste time with you or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't matter what you say. You could say the best things, but everything that you say is being critically critiqued and running. Running scenarios where they would try to find uh, somewhere in this scenario that wouldn't work. All right, I'm out. You've, you've met that person. It doesn't matter what you say. They always try to find an example where what you're talking about won't work, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the bodyguard's doing if all you're doing is talking about you and how great things are. Well, let's flip it, let's do what you're talking about. So if if you were spending time with that person first, to really clearly communicate the most important thing to you is to understand their situation and what they need. Well, what does that mean? That means you're asking honest, open questions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Okay. Yes. So so in this case, we go all right, Lauren. You're tell me about the people that are important to you that you wanna work with. And then you will communicate to me. Well, who's? there's no danger when you're in control and you're getting to share what's important to you. There's no danger in that, okay? There's, there's a little bit of, you're still, it's gonna take a little time before you fully trust the situation, but all of a sudden you're driving. So one of the danger things is, you're over there, you're driving, okay, so we can spend a little more time here. So then when, let's say we took some time and we really asked great questions and I only asked, I'd ask one question, but you speak most of the time. Then there's a time that I'm going to go, okay, here's what I here's what I understand is the important things. Now we're doing a confirmation. Mm-hmm. But but now, instead of me saying, okay, now my product's real great, and it's 20% yeah. off, and, and if you if you sign up today, we can get you going, and you're going to get all this. I just I just ruined everything. Okay? But what if, what if I did a what if? What if I let your brain fill in all of the details of how our solution would support you? Then this is how I would do it. So Lauren, imagine that you had a platform that had clear messaging and that really spoke to this particular audience that you're wanting to reach. Imagine you having several videos of conversations where where you're working with a few of these people that fit this persona. And imagine there was a system where people could download Maybe, that I don't know, it's a, maybe it's a, a free chapter of your book or the first several lessons of your workshop. And how nice would that be if there was like automated follow-up? Mm-hmm. So I could go on a little bit there, but, but your brain, your brain is filling in all the details. Yeah, I feel, brain, I feel
0: good right now. I'm like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds really nice. Yes. But,
1: <laughs> Why does it feel nice? Because it's safe, because you, your brain, your bodyguard is drawing the picture that it desires. I don't have to guess what that picture is and try mm-hmm. to draw it for you, because you know yes. we'll get it wrong. But uh, let's stop talking about me and talk more about you.
0: <laughs> you brought wrote a book, and I love the title, The Golden mm-hmm. Twilight.
1: Yes. Why
0: such a title?
1: Yeah. So, so uh, along with this conversation that you and I are having, I would have so many conversations with business owners, and they come in, and they've been brainwashed, if you will. And when I say it, I say it in a, in a loving way because every day we're bombarded with messages. Every day you're being approached, and people will just call you and go, I can get your website up to the top of this search and they don't know anything about your business, but that's happening day in and day out. But over time, the common message that you are brainwashed with is, oh, I need a, a website that comes up at the top of a search, obviously, because everybody keeps telling me they can do this for me. What if that wasn't what you needed? Mm. But, but your brain is already anchored on that expectation. And you being an entrepreneur, what is it that an entrepreneur does? An entrepreneur makes a decision and just walks into a situation, whether they are an expert in it or not, they roll up their sleeves and they think to themselves, I have what it takes to figure this out and I'm going to approach it with the knowledge I have. And so they're going to do the best they can to get whatever website is up to the top of a search. Okay, and that means who they choose to hire, who they choose to do their stuff. But what if that wasn't the, the priority you needed to focus on? And so I was struggling with these conversations on the anchor their brain had, drawing the picture of the situation they really needed. And so one day it just hit me, just hit me that I had to come up with something a little funny, a little visceral, that made you stop thinking and listen. And so I would say, well, your website's just a toilet. (laughs) Okay, and it's like, what are you talking about, Steve? Well, it's like, you live in a house. Would you buy a house if it did not have a toilet? No. Would you rent an office and do business there without a toilet? No. But when people come to your office to meet you, where do you guys go sit in the conference room if they come over to your house where do you go sit by the pool in the kitchen at the dining table and there's this toilet over there no one talks about but when you need one it's nice okay and so I just thought about the most obvious absurd universally iconic image of a big waste of obnoxious money and it's a golden toilet. It's what rock stars do, it's what (laughs) drug lords do, it's what Saudi kings do, but it's not what small business owners do. That would be offensive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there it is. And and so I got to think of their websites the same way. They spent all this money on a website, but it didn't improve the user functionality, and it didn't move the needle. There was no value gained on that by buying a golden toilet, okay? And so if you look at your website is actually, it's a piece of a bigger thing. It's not the heart of it, but it's a piece of a bigger business system. As a business person, we should think about this as a part of a business process. Right. And so in my book, I talk about it, it's called the, the growth stack, the business growth stack, but stop thinking of it as a website, and start thinking of it as a piece of a system to help you grow your business.
0: Totally agree. Uh, on the process of writing, I'm sure, I'm sure there are many entrepreneurs out there, like myself, who would love, or at least think about writing a book. Tell us about the writing process. What, what did you take?
1: If you think about all the um, thought leaders that we enjoy and follow, the ones that we look to, the ones we follow mm-hmm. on LinkedIn or YouTube or whatever, I would say 90 something percent of them have a book. That's how you learned about them. You, you read a book or you someone mentioned their book and then you started to follow them. So I knew I needed to write a book. If you wanna be a leader in your industry, you need to write a book. You need to start sharing your unique perspective on how you view your industry and the value that it brings to the people Mm -hmm. that you serve. But I didn't know, I didn't want to write a book just to write a book. We've all read books that were like, yeah, so what? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanted to write something that was engaging, that was serves the heroes of our time, those small business owners. And so One day I realized that that I had, we call it the ROI quick start. In 120 days, we're going to help you flip your house, if you will. We're going to take your platform and we're going to quickly implement clear messaging, some marketing automation. We're going to set up a way to support your sales process and then design you a campaign. And most business people will go years before they ever get that implemented on their own because they're sold all these shiny things. So, all right, long story short, we had the ROI quick start and that's the light bulb went off. That's what I need to write about is that unique process. The, the leaders in my industry, you know, they're introducing us to artificial intelligence or chat bots or, or you know, high level marketing automation. They're all these shiny technical things. They're very important and they're very applicable at the right time with the right customer, right? Mm. But what's missing is, and what I realized was, it's just assumed that you and I are speaking the same language and we're establishing a good, solid foundation. But that's not true. We, we end up getting golden toilets with some shiny social media ads. And it, entrepreneurs like really frustrated with this investment and didn't do what they were wanting. So to write a book, to help them first know, I understand you. Here's the challenge you're facing. Our problem is communicating with the folks that we hire, our vendors, our marketing directors. We have a challenge there. We're trying to drive, but we don't speak the language. So how nice if we could speak the same words, you say tomato, Tomato. I say tomato. We're thinking the same tomato and we're seeing the same tomato. So I give you the language. I give you the schematics. I give you the concepts. I give you the yeah, I give you the path to this gauntlet. And and it's funny. It's the funniest book on marketing. Who needs another dry? <laughs> well, I, believe, I believe you. What is your big dream for your business? We just want to, we want to empower as many entrepreneurs as possible because they improve our world. They're brave. They have ideas. And these people, they're going to invent things that our world needs. Mm -hmm. They're going to invent things that clean our environment. They're going to invent things that solve, they cure diseases. They're going to invent things that help us have more time with our families. But if we don't help them, then it's longer before that happens. So that's what we're about. Nice.
0: Yes. I mean, SMEs represent, I think, something like 90% of the world economy. And, and the problem, I think, is entrepreneurs, they suffer from a deficit of image because of these stories that you see about these greedy corporations. People tend to put everybody in the same basket. We're talking, you were talking about messaging, but I think there's a big key is to be very to the population about what entrepreneurs actually do.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. That was like this big light bulb moment when I saw the stat in the U.S., 98% that employ, they employ almost half of the workforce in the U.S., mm. have, have 20 or less employees. Yeah, That blew me away because, like you said, we've been brainwashed mm-hmm. with all of these movies about these greedy corporate villains but we don't realize that most of the businesses that we do commerce with, they're mom and pop shops. They're family owned. They're some woman or man that were stupid enough to do it anyway. <laughs> do it yeah. anyway, even though they didn't know everything. And they go risk everything. That's why. So what, is
0: your, what is your one recommendation you would give to entrepreneurs out there?
1: my obviously my first recommendation is to see people not consumers the other thing is I think you're setting up your mindset that taking advantage of the technology you can be very impactful online remote mindset what is a huge shift a lot of the customers or potential customers that we talk to they all right this sounds good but not right now. We're not gonna do this right now. I'm telling you, those people right now, they're going, oh my gosh, the most important thing we need to do is figure out a way that people can interact and and transact with us online because they can't come to our shop. Mm -hmm. I can't send my salespeople to see them. What in the world are we gonna do? So our world is not going back this paradigm has shifted now's the time to quickly pivot and quickly get a basic platform set up and embrace it figure out how to use zoom or an equivalent and get your team we're talking about a change and how the business operates and an expectation that your employees can work for home how many how many employees how many employers have you talked to that go I don't know if I want to, my people are home working. I don't know if they're being productive or not. That's off the table now. Mm. Let's take advantage of this technology and help them be productive. Let's set them up for success to be productive working from home. All right.
0: Well, unfortunately, we have to stop the conversation here. I would
1: love to oh. continue. <laughs>
0: Maybe another time. So one yeah. last question. How can people contact you?
1: Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. My um, my book has a website. And I bet you can guess what the, the URL is, thegoldentoilet.com. You can learn more about the book there. You can get it on Amazon as well. Uh, it's got a Kindle version. We've got a print version. And then... Um, Any day now, you'll start to see the Audible version of it as well. So you get to hear me ramble and tell Mm -hmm. you all about the golden toilet. And by the way, how nice would it be if we had some golden toilet paper? Well, this this is one of those things. You can have golden toilet paper. So the other thing is my um, agency web address is ROI online, return on Investment roionline.com and you can reach me at steve at roionline.com
0: Excellent, well thank you very much Steve for this very enjoyable conversation thank you all for listening I'd love to hear your feedback about today's interview so if you have any questions for my guests or for myself or if you'd like to be a guest yourself send an email to contact at or reach out on LinkedIn. LinkedIn see you next time bye bye